1: Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Jay Helms. I'm the founder of this, I was going to say, podcast. Well, it is going to be a podcast. Podcast, movement, summit, what have you. Uh, and today, I want to introduce you to a special guest, Mr. Gary. That's two, two R's, right? right? Gary McIntosh from Operation Underground Railroad. One of the main reasons why we're putting on this summit, and you're listening to this podcast, to talk, for us to talk about what the heck Operation Underground Railroad is about. Uh, and Gary's going to help me out. And we're going to give Gary a little bit of slack because he's, he's, he's brand new to the organization, but we were just chatting about his history a little bit. We're going to get into that um, because he left a pretty good W-2 job to join this, which means that he's got to be extremely passionate about what he's going on there. So, Gary, welcome, sir. Thank
0: you, man. I'm, I'm so excited to be here.
1: Yeah. Sorry. I just want to cut you off there, but this is completely unscripted and we're just, but this is day one. So we're of the summit and we're pre-recording this because of several different things. Number one, we had the, our guest speaker spots completely fill up, I think within like 24 or 48 hours of the email go out. So we're, we want to make sure you guys had a voice in this. You sent me over some marketing material, some video that I'm going to attach to the back of this and be showing out through the entire summit. Because this is really what what this is all about, right is, is helping you guys uh, raise awareness and raise um, money for what you're doing. and so let's dive into what Operation Underground Railroad Operation Underground Railroad is all about.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So Operation Underground Railroad was founded in 2013 uh, founded by a man named Tim Ballard, and uh, Tim is uh has been the face of our organization for a long time uh the man travels incessantly to spread the word and raise awareness about uh children sex slavery uh that's why our exists we exist because there are two million children in the world right now being sold uh for sex and um you know we uh right now i i can maybe uh, sense some people shifting uncomfortably in their seats just just bringing this topic up um, I, honestly yeah. i had chill moments just i didn't yeah.
1: i mean there's literally run down my arm yeah. thinking about that um it's a um, i want to say amazing that's also disgusting right but it's incredible to think that that many kids are tied up into this yeah it's
0: it is right? and, and you know uh It's crazy. I mean, if you would have spoken to me a year and a half ago um, and and told me to my face that slavery still exists, um, you know, I mean, it's something you hear about uh, and you think you think it's happening and, you know, third world third world countries and and other places, not here in the U S which it is of course. uh, But a lot of people are find a surprise that 30 to 40% of the cases that we work in operation underground railroad are are right here in the U S it it happens in, in your community. I mean, there's, there's predators right now uh, online trying to uh, coerce and manipulate uh, youth and, and teenagers. And uh, we exist to provide uh, law enforcement, provide special agents, provide special projects here in the U.S. and internationally with the tools and the resources that they need to uh, combat human trafficking and and children's sex slavery head on. So, uh, you know, Tim Ballard found OUR in in 2013. Uh, He had at that time about 10 to 12 years experience as a Department of Homeland Security special agent. A few years uh, into his uh, his work there, he was asked to join uh, a special task force that was called uh, Internet Crimes Against Children. And in those days, nobody was really doing this. No, nobody knew that you know this issue was that prevalent. Uh, there, there wasn't funding, there weren't resources in in governmental institutions and, and law enforcement uh, uh, jurisdictions to to really combat combat the issue. So Tim was asked to essentially uh, found this this unit. Um, you know, within his department in, in Southern California, and start working these cases where uh, kids were getting trafficked over the over the border in, in Southern California, uh, to and from both into the U.S. and out of the U.S. Uh, and he was asked to start working cases and, and find out who these predators are and, and find out who these traffickers are. Through his experience, um, you know, th- there's there's good laws in place in the U.S. good good jurisdictional laws. Um, you know that that are in place because you know we, we can't we can't necessarily protect everyone in every country um, and every country ha- has their own their own domain and their own their own jurisdiction um, but the issue in specifically with with child crimes is that Tim was finding that um, there you know he knew where kids were getting hurt outside of the US but but you know rightfully so uh, he couldn't get backing, he couldn't get funded couldn't get resources to actually uh, protect protect and, and go after and protect the children and, and prosecute those traffickers, even though he knew that, that those situations were, were happening. So, um, you know, um, this, is a, this is the short version of this. Uh, but, you know, throughout this, this conversation, I'll, I'll definitely uh, point everyone towards some more resources so they can really, uh, you know, get the whole story because it, it's compelling and, and it's important. Um, but basically, uh, there was two cases in particular uh, that Tim couldn't let go. He, he, he couldn't let go. He knew that there were children that were not safe, that needed to be rescued. Uh, and, and he had the, the wherewithal um, and the experience to do something about it. So uh, he made a very illogical decision. And he left his pension. He left his, uh, his, his job security. Uh, he left, you know, all, all the resources and manpower that the U.S. government holds and he decided to um, go out on his own, start a nonprofit, and he, he received just enough funding just to work these, these two cases. Uh, and so there was no, no sustainability plan beyond yeah. that. Um, and they were successful. Uh, they, they rescued uh, over, over 120 kids uh, between those, those two missions. Wow. Um, and that's really how OUR got started. Um, that, that's, that's, that's really the foundation that Tim set for us. Um, now we work with operatives all over the world. We're, we're in 25 countries. Uh, we're in over 24 States in the U S, uh, assisting and working with law enforcement. Uh, and so we've expanded in that way. But, uh, as I mentioned earlier in this conversation, there's, there's still 2 million children out there that need rescuing. And as long as that is the case, OUR will be uh, fighting the fight.
1: 2 million worldwide, right? That's right. That's what you said. And 30 to 40% of those are in the U S
0: 30 to 40% of the cases we work are are actually in 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 the U S which Mm -hmm. is
1: incredible. Mm -hmm. Um, that's amazing. So you said you guys are in 25 countries. I want to focus on the U S for just a little bit Mm because most of the listener base is going to be U S based. It's going to be guys like me and you, right. We're trying to provide for our family. We also have young kids. I want, you know, one of the things is we always want to keep our kids safe right? Um, we were just talking about how I got introduced to, you asked me how, before I have a recording, how I got introduced to you. And it was through uh, Ryan Mickler or a man at his protect, provide, preside uh, mantra. You said you guys are only in 24 states in the U.S. Um, does that mean that it's only happening in 24 states in the U.S. or associations in those states have found that, oh yeah, we need your help. We're going to bring you in. What? Tell me a little bit about that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, the high-level answer to your question is is absolutely not. It's happening everywhere. It's happening in, in every community. Uh, I get the question all the time. Uh, you know, who specifically is at risk? Um, a lot of homeless teens are are um, are picked up by traffickers. They're they're manipulated into, uh, hey, you know, come work with me. You know, I have shelter for you. I have food for you. Uh, and, and all of a sudden, you know, uh, these traffickers are, they're very crafty. Uh, they're, they're very manipulative. Um, and they, they really prey on, on the vulnerable, um, in terms of why as though you are only operating in, in, um, in that number of States, uh, is, is, I mean, there are excellent law enforcement and special agents in every community combating uh, child crimes. I mean, that that's that's just the reality. Right. I, I don't mean at all to uh, to downplay their efforts, uh, and uh, and we're grateful for that. We we have the flexibility um, and and the the mobility to kind of go from here to there, um, and and all we do is we supplement uh, we supplement their efforts, right? So we you know gotcha. we have five six years of experience with our operators. Uh, working in the U.S. and overseas, and so uh, we educate them. We provide them with tools and resources that they may not be able to afford. Um, you know, there's uh, murders happening every day on on the street. There, there's rapes happening every day on the street, and so uh, you know, f- funding and resources are prioritized accordingly. Um, and and what we do is we we come alongside uh, those special agents and come come alongside those law enforcement. Uh, and, and, and we supplement what they're already doing. So, um, that, that relationship works, uh, works really well. And, and it's very, it's a mutual relationship. Gotcha. So
1: you say this is happening in every community. And if I'm, I'm just like any normal listener, um, I have probably thought about it, but it never really has hit home that this could be happening. And when I think of my community, I'm thinking about the 10 mile radius around my house, Right. Are you telling me that with some with some uncertainty or with some certainty that this is going on within ten miles of my house or twenty five miles radius of my house?
0: I can and i I'm not trying wow. to be an alarmist i'm just I'm just trying to be a realist oh no, uh, that's good,
1: and Man, maybe- I've got like I, we were talking I've got young kids i'm I'm gonna start asking you what I should do to help
0: protect <laughs> exactly them <more>. yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't know that <laughs> buying more
1: guns is the answer, but maybe it is. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. So that, that's a, that's a topic for, for another, another day. one. Yeah. Another yeah. conversation sure. Um, but uh, you know, you're going to hear in, in, in this video uh, there, there's a Sergeant um, who, who we worked with in, in the past and, and around 2017 and he's going to tell you that every single time he sets up one of these thing operations in, in particularly, even in small communities that, you know, maybe a few guys are going to come out of the woodwork and, and, wow. uh, and a few guys are are going to show up to actually, uh, actually rape children, and uh, unfortunately, it, it, it's it's always many more than that, um, and it's, uh, it's 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 surprising, it's shocking. I know the average person uh, really can't even maybe go there in their mind as to how there are so many people that that participate yeah. in this. Um, which is, you know, perhaps a, a, another another topic in this conversation as to how do people land in in such a, you know, a heinous situation. But um, but, yeah, it's it, it is prevalent. And, you know, the, what I always encourage folks to do is is, is just know what your, your kids are doing. Know what they're doing on the Internet. Know what they're doing online. Uh, foster those conversations, you know, create transparency. Uh, because again, these traffickers are so manipulative and what they do is they isolate the kids, you know, they, uh, they have a way of, of shutting them off from their friends and family. Uh, and so they no longer have that source of wisdom and, and truth and transparency mm. uh, to, you know, p- uh, perhaps get them out of that situation. So I just encourage all the all the, the dads and moms out there that could never fathom or imagine. And I pray to God that they, they never are in that situation. Uh, but I, I, just, I encourage them. I implore you just to know what your kids are, are into, know what they're doing online, uh, and do everything you can to, to protect them from situations like that.
1: Do, do most of the victims, are they first contacted through, through internet means? I mean, is it some, through some sort of chat, uh, you know, or website? How, how do, how do these, um, traffickers, um, uh, I mean, these guys, and you mentioned this, uh, you know, how do they land in that chapter of their life where they say, Hey, I'm going to be a human trafficker for sex reasons. Mm-hmm. I mean, number one, it pisses me the fuck off. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it. I just can't fathom. And then there's the other side of me that, that, okay, they've had to have a rough, there's part of me that wants to empathize with them, but I also say, okay, well if that's my daughter, there is no empathy, mm-hmm. right? Or if that's my son, there is no empathy. There's, there's it, it just i can't explain what may or may not happen um if i knew a person that was in my circle or in my community was doing this you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying so how so i guess really two questions number 1 what is the biggest leading source for traffickers because to me as a parent you know if young kids are not fully in, into the internet of things just yet um yeah. we're we're pretty cl- we're pretty Uh, I wouldn't say we're helicopter parents, but, uh, we, we monitor what they do and I want to make sure that continues. If that means that they hate us, but they're kept safe, um, they'll eventually come around and see it was for their good. But the other piece is, is how do I, how do, how do people land in that world? Because while rescuing the kids is great, right? That's not the source of the problem. The source of the problem is whatever's driving people to say, Hey, I need that. You know, or I want to be that guy. So, two parts to that question. What is the biggest way these homeless teens and, and kids in general are getting contacted by traffickers? What are some of the things that we as parents should be looking out for? And number two, um, how do people typically land in that to where they want to be a trafficker?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I mean, we, we live in a digital age, obviously. Yeah. Uh, yeah. there's so much communication happening there's 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 apps, there's hidden apps um, there's 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 a whole dark web that exists out there that you can't you can't access unless you're invited into that. Uh, there's a lot of child pornography that gets traded on that dark web. Uh, you know we're grateful for for uh, companies uh, huge tech companies that we've had the chance to consult with and and interact with that are doing things right now to identify you know using algorithm algorithms to identify child pornography uh and and finding where it was sourced from and also obviously eliminating it from their servers um but yeah a lot of a lot of that communication happens uh happens you know through through messenger happens through facebook happens through what have you um and um and it it, it's it's a process it's 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 you know the technical term for it is grooming right and and these guys are they're very uh guys and gals they're they're very, um, very savvy at it. You know, I will share you uh, one, one story with you. Um, one of the earlier missions that we did, uh, there was an individual who uh, was actually the, the current uh, beauty queen of that uh, country. Oh, wow. And she was literally going house to house and inviting children uh, to be on scholarships to come to beauty school or what have you and telling the parents that. Um, and turns out that she was actually trafficking these kids and, her and recruiter. Selling, yeah, exactly. And and selling them for sex. And she was using her popularity and, and her image, uh, to do that. So, um, you know, uh, I'm locking my kids
1: out. up. I mean, we're in this quarantine right now with COVID anyway, yeah. they're never leaving the house again.
0: I uh, know. I mean, a freaking beauty queen
1: is out there yeah. recruit for whatever country that was, was recruiting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so you just, you just have to be vigilant. I mean, really, that's the answer really. I mean, you just, you just have to be vigilant. And, um, you know, the second part of your question, how do these guys and gals get in these situations and you alluded to it, um, you know, many of them are, are, um, are victims themselves. Right. And and that's, that's, that's the cycle in their life. Um, the, the other thing, and this is an unpopular, uh, A popular theory or i don't even want to call it a theory because we've interviewed hundreds of of these predators and and traffickers and we know that this this is their story um and it's pornography it's it's being introduced to pornography at an early age and i'm going to stop at 17 i'm going to stop at 15 i'm going to stop at 13 and then all of a sudden i'm buying a plane ticket overseas uh to you know go have sex with the with a little kid you know wow um and that that's just the story over over and over again and i you know it's not um i'm not saying I have no opinion in this conversation about uh you know the the um morality of of pornography and that sort of thing but i but I can say that um obviously a small percentage of people who look at pornography end up being these individuals but but that is their story that's that's their version of the story of of how I got from you know, adult pornography to having sex with kids.
1: And when you say decent individuals, there are probably people listening saying, well, a decent individual wouldn't look at pornography. What you meant by that was, and just correct me if I'm wrong, a decent individual being somebody who can look at pornography and then not decide to go after somebody who's underage or end up being a sex trafficker themselves because they get easy access to it, right? that's what right, you yeah, about. Yeah.
0: yeah and, and there, yeah, yeah again there's a very small population obviously that and not everybody that looks at pornography obviously is it has any intention to hurt a hurt a child right um but there are a small percentage of those who that that's how they that's their sort of gateway into uh, into their sexual addiction they're addicts they're addicts yeah. and that's gotcha. that's their gateway into it yeah
1: so um Let's change topics real quick. You are relatively new to o u r but you did have a pretty successful w two job um I looked you up on LinkedIn like we were just chatting about that and and you know you're in Texas, you look like you've been climbing the corporate ladder, which is something that we talk about on the w two capitalist a lot and then I mean I'm looking at director of practice management, chief operating officer, mm-hmm. s- some some pretty big titles right. Mm-hmm. But eventually at some point in time, uh, you said, I, I gotta go, this is my passion because mm-hmm. you have to be passionate about this, uh, in order to leave and be able to go and work with these guys. Mm-hmm. So tell, tell me a little bit about your story and why you left the W2 world. Uh, and you still might be a W2, but I'm in the corporate world. I'm saying go, yeah. go and focus on this, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. The for-profit world for, for sure. Right, Exactly. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, have just come clean. I mean, I'm not some kind of, you know, big, uh, philanthropist or, or, or I don't, you know, I'm not a social activist. I wouldn't consider myself that, um, you know, about a year and a half ago, I, um, I stumbled on, I, this wasn't even recommended to me. I didn't even know anyone else who was sort of in this world. Um, I stumbled across a documentary on Amazon prime called operation Toussaint. And Operation Two Saint is is the story of the foundation of O U R. And uh, I would encourage, in fact, I I am asking everyone in this audience to please go review that that that, that documentary because uh, it is it's enlightening and uh, it's it's a light in, in in the darkest places of humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that struck me. It struck me. It struck my wife. A few days later, you know, I watched it by myself initially. A few days later, I'm like. My wife Jan, I'm like you. You have to watch this. I mean, this is this yeah. is huge. Again, neither of us. I mean, we we've always you know volunteered in different children's ministries and things like that. So we definitely have a heart for kids. But this you know particular sort of social nonprofit approach for us is 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 new. Yeah. Um. You know. I so I've been following O U R for about a year and a half after uh, watching that documentary, and we decided that for our family we we were going to get involved and so we we even did these little uh hot chocolate stands and lemonade stands with <laughs> yeah. kids i have i have three kids under under five and it, it was a great you know it was a great great approach great way for us to just raise awareness in the community and and raise a few bucks along the way uh which we ended up you know uh pushing on to our and uh this opportunity became avail- available available in, in january of this year so this is a very new decision for us as a family uh, as as was alluded to, you know, I was chief operating officer of a um, of a healthcare software company. Uh, I've been with that group of owners for almost nine years, so a, wow. a huge part of my my professional life uh, was spent there. And that was a hard decision. I mean, I'm not saying yep. that you know this was this was all rainbows, but um, but it was the right decision, and um, I felt like I had uh, a skill set and and some experience that. Uh, could bring some value to our and and that we could contribute our our little piece uh, to you know to rescue these kids. So uh, yeah, you know um, somebody uh, that that I've uh, I respect a lot in the professional world uh, told me recently that um, it may feel like you're 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 giving up you know pay or, or giving up certain benefits and things like that, uh, but you're actually you're actually gaining. Um, you know you're gaining perspective. You're gaining uh, the ability to, to impact an important issue in in a big way. Um, and so it's opportunities like this that, that I'm, that I'm here for, you know, the opportunity yeah. to spread awareness, um, and, you know, shout it from the rooftops because it, it, it's happening and these kids need, they need light, they need hope. And, and OUR has been that.
1: Yeah. And you know, that's, number one, I commend you for doing that. I don't, you know, me raising this money, putting on the summit, that's pushing me out of my comfort zone. If somebody approached me with the opportunity that you have, cause you and I are on similar paths, right? I've been in the corporate world for, uh, we're not going to go there, but I'm a little bit older than you. <laughs> and I do have uh, three kids, five and under. So we're on similar paths. And, yeah. uh, it looks like our schooling is very similar as well. Uh, again, just referencing your, your lead. Yeah. And, but, So one of the and so one of the things, especially in the real estate investing world, you know, there's always your radars up uh, for people trying to take advantage of you. Um, There is a well-known. I'm not going to mention him by name, but there's a well-known guy uh, who, you know, got convicted. Or I don't know if he got convicted. I don't know if it actually came out. But there's enough evidence that you know he was raising money and basically to to invest. Well, he he was investing in his property overseas where he would never have to come back. Yeah. So there's always this, uh, if when you re- enter the real estate investing world, you, you kind of enter in with, um, your guards up. Yeah. Right. You want to make sure nobody's going to take advantage of you. And there are other organizations, uh, charity, um, that sometimes get a black eye because they've got the wrong leadership in at one point in time or whatnot. And they try yeah. to struggle to come back. So as people are seeing this and they feel called to do something, but that little piece is still tugging on the heart. Hey man, this is probably not, you know, and I, I, I told you before this, the guy even uh, called me out and said he was um, he was questionable about some conference. He was going to go, not this one, uh, not the summit, but conference he was going to go to, cause it was tied to raising money for a charity and all this what is it that you got you can say that uh, will help people understand this is not a scam. This is real. This is happening. And not only do you guys need the money to raise awareness, but what you guys do with the money, because there's so much different stuff that you guys do from not only do you capture the bad guy, you rescue the kids. And then the aftercare program, which I think is, is in the shadows, but probably the most important piece, right? Is the aftercare program that you guys Rehab these these kids and get them back to some sort of normalcy. If they can ever get there, so let's talk a little bit about how listeners and viewers can understand that this is legitimate. You're a legitimate organization, and that we're they're not just taking their money and run. Here's where your money goes to. Right. Yeah.
0: So you know, first, just just some some technical groundwork for for that question. It, it's a great question. Um, we're we're listed as a, a 501c3, obviously. Um, we have third-party auditors that, that uh, audit our financials at least annually, and we've done that since, since inception in, in 2013. Um, you can find us on, on nonprofit, uh, nonprofit ch- charity sites um, that rank and, and rate different nonprofits, and we have the highest standard available um for for the the age of our of our our nonprofit. Um you know it, it had you have to reach some certain tenure and on some of those rating sites in order to have a certain rating, but we have the highest rating available for any of those. Um, we're an incredibly lean organization. 87 cents on the dollar uh, goes towards rescuing uh rescuing kids and, and providing wow. aftercare for them. Um and I'm not even that's sort of an exclusive uh uh data point there, I guess for for this audience, but um, you know, that, that actually was one of the compelling things that I found out in my interview process, because it, it, I'm, I'm sort of in, in the same, a couple of weeks ago, I was in the same seat as a lot of these folks is, you know, what's really underneath the marketing and and some of the resources that are out there. Um, and so I did my due diligence, obviously, because I yeah. wanted to partner with an organization that, um, that was, you know, vetted and, and credible. Um, Another thing is that, uh, you know, we're, we're not vigilantes. We don't, uh, we don't bust down doors and, and go places that we shouldn't be. Uh, we're, we're always invited. Uh, we're invited into the jurisdiction and we work with local law enforcement and special agents and it, it, it doesn't matter if it's domestic or international. Um, and so we act as consultants, we act as informants. Uh, we're actually on, our operatives are on their payroll, uh, mm. during that process. And gotcha. Um, we allow, we help, we facilitate the collection of evidence in order to prosecute those, those traffickers. And so um, we, uh, it's all on the up and up in that regard. Um, you know, we we have very good relationships with, with these governments that we work with. Um, and I, as I mentioned, we're, we're always invited there. So um, I think that's an important note because you, you're right there is a lot of attention on on the rescue operations and we work with you know former CIA, former Department of Homeland Security, former Navy Seals, former Force Recon and the Marines so that you know these guys are trained to go recover undercover and God bless them it, it, it is rough what they do. you know they have to yeah. smile in the face of evil they have to pretend like a like a you know a, a sex addict in order to yeah. The right evidence that, that well in
1: the video that i'm going to show after we, yeah. we get through chatting uh tim does a little bit of that right in the he, in some he, of these videos. he does yeah and he yes. does
0: and he i mean he he was he was the guy he was the guy in those yeah. first operations i, I talked about yeah. earlier um you know and and uh and i think yeah so there'll be more on that in, in the video uh particularly the aftercare piece so um you're right th- there is a lot of attention on that side and and perhaps less on and we say that Rescuing is only half the mission, right? I mean, yeah. aftercare is yeah. it's really important. Uh, we will, uh, you know, contrary even to popular belief, sometimes we will not rescue the kid unless we have an aftercare facility that's ready mm-hmm. and willing to accept him. Uh, and so that's a lot of what we fund now. I mean, we have many, many more uh, uh, kids in aftercare than than we've even rescued because we partner with other organizations and things like that as well, just to make sure that they have the right care. Uh, to date, we've we've rescued uh, thirty over thirty three hundred uh, individuals from sex trafficking, and we've arrested uh, nineteen hundred. We just reached the nineteen hundred mark uh, of predators and perpetrators. We've arrested 9- nineteen hundred of them again with with the assistance of of local law enforcement. Um, is that just in the U.S. It, are those
1: numbers just U.S. or it's that's worldwide. That's worldwide. Either way, it's a freaking a stat, uh it Amazing is. stat, it's right? Possible.
0: It's powerful. And, um, you know, it's, it, sometimes it takes months to get the, the evidence you need. So yeah. we, you know, we, we have concurrent operations, uh, you know, 24 seven. And, and another point I want to mention is that, um, this isn't really your question, but you know, everything going on right now, everyone hunkered down, everyone quarantined. The reality is that these, these predators and these traffickers have no regard for their commodities. Um, yeah. this was this was a statement from our President of operations John Lyons, uh, that we will uh, we're committed to these kids we're committed to finding them we're committed to um, continue rescuing them despite what's what's happening in the world and obviously we're taking you know the, the right precautions to not uh, not continue to spread the virus but uh, w- you know something like this is not going to slow us down and, and we're going to continue yeah. fighting
1: because it's not going to slow the predators down, right? It's not going right. to slow the guys who are trafficking or wanting to they're there to um, make money. Yeah, yeah it's it's uh, it's incredible. So that's that's awesome. Yeah. And and just, you know, we're recording this, it's uh, middle of March when all this stuff is happening, so everybody's kind of what's yeah. going to happen next, but it's good that y'all are taking that stance and 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 going about it that way. Um so you said something earlier that's really it's really stuck with me. You know, if this is going on in my community, how do I, you know, and these, I get these guys are pretty slick and they're on top of it whatnot. But if I, is there something, if I notice, like, what am I supposed to be looking for? And then if I notice something, what am I supposed to do? Because right down the road, there is this freaking hotel that is in the middle of a class A neighborhood that it shouldn't be there. You know, and, and I sit here your question and I, I of course, maybe being a real estate investor, I've looked up who owns it, when they bought it, what they yeah. bought it for, yeah. you know? And I'm like, and it's, it, I'm just like this, there's something weird. And people who have lived in this area for a long time, they, they've joked about, Hey, that's the sex trafficking hotel. And I'm like, yeah. well, let's get the fuck out of here. You know, let's yeah. get out of here. Yeah. Um, so every time I drive by that, I I'm looking to see what's happening. Mm -hmm. Right. The parking Mm -hmm. lot's usually empty. Um, I I don't know. And my point of that whole story is I don't know why that hotel still exists in the area that it does for what the guy bought it for. There's no way in hell he's making money Mm -hmm. on the books. You know what I'm saying? So if let's throw that aside, that's just me ranting about something I don't like and, and has caught my attention.
0: Yeah.
1: But if there is something going on in my neighborhood, in my community, what what is that that I would look for? And then if I notice it, what am I supposed to do with it?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you know, there. Uh, I'm gonna. This is the point where it's probably best for me to just point you to to some resources. Anyone who's curious Perfect. about that but on okay. our site, um, we we have a series of training courses that allow individuals to to know the signs of trafficking how to identify them, what to do when you've uh, you've noticed something. Um, And I always encourage you to to reach out to your your local law enforcement. Um, We we have people call us all the time. uh, You know, I won't say all the time, but sometimes regarding issues like that. Um, And and that's what we do because we we respect the infrastructure that's in place, um, you know, Mm. in, in those communities. Um, and, and, and law enforcement, again, I I don't want to downplay this. They do have the resources to, to combat things like this. Um, you know, um, and, and they have, they have avenues and and channels of, 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 navigating situations like that. So I would just encourage you to, to reach out to those folks. Um, I, I won't, uh, I won't necessarily discourage, you know, doing some of the digging that, that that you did, for example, you know, to find out some some details. This is a kind of a shady situation and I want to know more about well, that. But.
1: Truth be no, I'm a real estate investor. I was looking at it as an investment opportunity. Oh, uh, got you. Yeah. It's 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 in a really good neighborhood it's in a really good part of town. It. Yeah. Yeah. How does this work? And then as I'm looking, I'm starting to ask questions, that's some of the consistent yeah. feedback coming to me. Oh, you're talking about the sex trafficking hotels Ah, uh, I got you.
0: Yeah. What?
1: Yeah. So, yeah it's very possible that it is. Well, you said it is possible. Maybe that is where it's coming from.
0: Right? Yeah. Absolutely. But, and, and you know, a lot of people ask us, um, why is it so prevalent? It's, it's a, it's $150 right. billion dollar industry. It's the fastest the money, product. the money that's involved it's in money. It, right? It's money. And, and this, you know, this is a, um, a sort of glaring, uh, analogy. Um, but it, it's the reality that you can, you can sell, you can sell, you know, an ounce of drugs once, you can sell a mm-hmm. child five, ten times a day for for ten years, uh, and just you know, it's it's a recurring income for them. It's heart wrenching, by the way. Uh, yeah, it is. It really is. And and uh, we 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 have some materials out there that t- I'm not even going to say it on here because it, it I might cry honestly if I say it. Yeah, this, but, yeah. Um, no, yeah. I'm
1: sitting here thinking about you know we're talking about this, and the reason why we're having the summit. I want people to get excited but I also want to draw awareness to this. So I'm sitting here thinking about how do I go from this conversation, <laughs> which is going to be day, you know, day one, first, yeah. first 30 minutes into all right, guys, let's get pumped up to, to learn about real estate. So, um, the, the fact of the matter is it is really happening. Something yeah. is, is pressed upon me, not as much as it's pressed upon you cause you gave up your for profit corporate life to come join these guys and, and do it, which again, I commend you for, for that. But, yeah it's it is a real thing is happening, right, and we just need to know about it and um hopefully, uh, and I'm kind of wrapping this up here because I just now realize that we are out of time and I've got to yeah. get back to work um, but you, <clears throat> excuse me, hopefully this gives you an avenue for for folks to understand okay i can I can donate, I can contribute i can mm-hmm. I can rest assured that somebody's not taking advantage of me or my money that I'm really helping rescue people's lives and you use yeah. your site. It's ourrescue.org right?
0: yeah ourrescue.org org, Yeah.
1: Yep. Oh, you For some reason, I always stumble when I say operation underground railroad. And I think it's because I don't take my time to
0: say it. Oh yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know why. Oh, you are for sure. For sure. Yeah. yeah. So
1: other than donating, other than going to the site and picking up those materials to, to recognize what's going on in our community and figuring out how to identify the right authorities, how can people get involved more? You mentioned yeah. something about lemonade stands and, and exactly. stuff of that
0: nature. You know, we, we get that question a lot. And, and my response is, is always uh, you. you. You're going to know how you can make a difference and, and impact more, more than I can tell you. Uh, we do we do have a few uh, sort of infrastructural things in in place. Uh, if you go to ourrescue.org forward slash join the fight, uh, it's it's the second tab on on the website there. Um, you know you'll see that we we host events that we do fundraisers, uh, things like you guys are doing here at W Two Capitalists is, is 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 excellent. I mean, you know we rely on 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 partnerships and good people. Um, to help us create awareness and, and, and raise funds and, and resources to, to save the kids. And another, another point I want to make on that really quickly is that, um, you know, we've taken time to set up the right infrastructure to rescue these kids in a safe way and make sure that they get placed in, in, with professionals in, in aftercare. And they have a bed to sleep on and they have food to eat. Right. And we stay with them, by the way. We stay with them all the way through, uh, through adulthood. Um, we're now funding scholarships and education opportunities for them uh, they can learn different trades um, and so we're really you know focusing on the kids and doing everything we can within that realm to to make sure that they get they they get put on their healing journey um, and you know the events like this you know if if you have influence we do we do um, you know company matching events and 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 we send speakers out and we'll talk to to your companies and and we'll talk to your your groups and your rotary clubs and your charities. And I mean, um, that that's what we exist for because it's going to take all of us. I mean, if a hundred million people right now in the U S band together and say, we're going to do something about this, then w- we can eradicate sex slavery. But, but you know um, it's going to take all of us. It's going to take yeah, all it's of us take more than because, that, because you know, yeah. Yeah. So um that that's what we're that's really the call. I mean, you know, we need resources and we need awareness, but we really need people to take ownership and decide that, you know, I'm a, I'm gonna do something within my realm with the life I've been given, the resources I have to make a difference in a child's life. And and that that's what we're asking for today.
1: And hopefully we'll be able to do that, right? I pledge to raise fifty thousand for this year. Um, the the summit happening. Uh, hopefully, it's still going to happen. It's the virtual real estate investing summit. We were doing it virtual because everything I do is virtual. Uh, almost you, you probably don't pick this up, but I am an introvert by nature. I feel very comfortable behind a keyboard and a microphone. But you yeah. put me in a crowd, and I'm gonna be the guy standing out, standing in the corner, uh, hoping nobody talks to me, right? <laughs> so, that this I appreciate you, uh, coming and doing this and 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 uh, talking to me. And I, I know. Uh, I didn't know that about the corporate matching, so I learned something today. I'm definitely going to, and we have some stuff going on with corporate where we can nominate a charity and whatnot. So I'll bring that up. And then the traveling for speakers, we'll see how how this COVID uh, affects everything. But I may take you up on that pretty soon. So Um, Gary, thank you very much for what you're doing. I really appreciate how you've left uh, For profit corporate America to come join this fight. And I got to say, when, when, um, cause I didn't see your, your picture until I saw you on LinkedIn and I was like, and I started scrolling through your, your, uh, res or your experience and I was like, this guy is not a special. I for some reason I thought everybody at Operation Underground Railroad had to have special ops experience.
0: Oh sure, yeah, yeah, you know, and because
1: yeah. all the uh, a lot of the media and pictures when it's showing the aftercare, it, uh, it's it's usually uh, very heartwarming and welcoming, but everything else is these muscled up big dudes <laughs> who who wear some sort yeah. of you know. Uh, some kind of shirt i mean they just have this hey is demand? this is going to sound horrible i'm not going to say that i was going to say that demand your your instant respect and i'm not saying that you don't which i know that comes out
0: that way yeah yeah.
1: i think i just totally bombed totally screwed this whole thing up but but the point i want to make is you don't have to be some special agent special forces retired military to get involved right you can be an average joe like me uh, to come and help raise awareness for this, And if you want to take the big leap like Gary's done here, I'm sure there's an opportunity around the corner. So yeah. if that's the case, Gary, how can people get in touch with you? If they want to do go beyond just the fundraisers and things of that nature, what's the best way for them to connect with you?
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm always on my email. Um, so you can reach me at Gary with two R's, G-A-R-R-Y at O-U-R org. Um, please do that. And I, you know, we also have a a, a partnerships at OURrescue.org. If you want to get your company involved, um, if you have a company and and you'd like to uh, you know host an event or or do something in partnership with OUR, please contact us there as well. We're very responsive um, and, and very quick to pick up on things like that because, like I said, I mean you know th- th- that's what we exist for. We we exist to uh, raise awareness and uh, and and about about this heinous heinous issue um, and to you know rescue kids and and get them the healing that they need. So. Contact me. Um, you know, if you have any ideas, I'm 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 open to that, and and would appreciate you know the the chat and and uh, getting to know what, you know, how you want to help who you are.
1: Awesome. So uh, once again, I appreciate your time doing this. I appreciate your marketing, folks. I put it together a little video for us that I'm going to queue up after we hang up. But thank you again, and I look forward to uh, chatting with you in the
0: future. Excellent, man. All the best. Thank you. Thanks, Gary. <laughs>